Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the Friday edition of the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. My name is Rijk van Kerk and it's a bit of a quiet Friday. The markets uh, seem to be a bit cautious uh, and it's the last day of the third quarter so maybe we can see a slight spike at the close as uh, some fund managers may want to increase their performance for the quarter. Um, on the corporate front, Life Healthcare issued a trading update which seems to be positive while Brian Gilbertson's new venture Gemfields reported uh, its first set of numbers uh, and uh, they made a profit. So uh, I'll speak to Pietri Riedlingais of Erinia Capital in a minute about these and other stories. Let's look at the indicators. The JSE All Share Index uh, exactly flat, uh, currently at 55,989 points. Resources also flat. Industrials up 0.2%. Financials down 0.4%. While the, the gold index up 0.4%. On international markets, the FTSE 100 down 0.2%. The DAX has lost two-thirds of a percent. The CAC 40 down 0.4%. And earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei gained 1.37%. Shanghai up 1%, while Hang Seng closed flat. Let's look at some uh, individual shares that are performing well. Uh, Sabania Gold up 4%, Implats uh, has gained 25 Richmond up 1.8%, as uh, Kumba Iron Ore also gained 1.8%, British American Tobacco up one2 and uh, MTM has gained 1%. Then on the downside, Netcare down 3.4%, Northern down 25 uh, CML 1.9% down, and uh, Sassol also has lost one5 on the currency markets, the rand is trading at 14 rand 20 against the US dollar, uh, 18 rand 40 f- uh, 54 against the pound, and 16 rand 47 against the euro. The uh, euro is trading at $1.16, the pound at $1.30, Bitcoin at $6,650 or 98,400 Rand. Gold is trading at $1,184, platinum at $811, Brent crude at $81.66 US cents. On the capital market, the R186 uh, is at 9.01%. On the line is Pietri Riedlingais of Arena Capital. Pietri, welcome to the show. it's the last day of the third quarter. Can we expect a little jump just before the close? <laughs> you know, um, usually I would say yes. Um, the, the infamous window dressing at the end of every quarter is usually something that, you know, is known to happen. But I don't know. I feel that we've been, we've had such bad sentiment towards South Africa over the last couple of days. Um, and, uh, well, over the last couple of weeks, really, that I doubt that it'll make too much of a difference that it's the end of the quarter today. Um, I don't expect that we see, um, you know, furious rally into the close. Well, it depends on the U.S. session, I suppose. Um, but I think perhaps we'll just see a bit more of the same today. I mean, we've been really going sideways. Um, and what's a bit disappointing today is that the RAND has given back many of or much of the gains that it made yesterday. So with that remaining under pressure, I don't think that there's too much... Um, you know, too much upside to be had here today. Yeah, there's also a fine line between uh, pushing up shares slightly and market manipulation. But uh, let's see what happens. Um, but let's speak about the rand. Uh, the rand tested 14 rand against the dollar yesterday, um, and and that's of course after it hit a low of 15 rand 70 in August against the dollar. Um, but it's it's just more of the same. It's very volatile, erratic, and totally dependent, or well, virtually totally dependent on the dollar. 
Uh, well, yes. Um, I think that we probably, you know, it's it's now strengthened quite a bit. However, you know, from a technical perspective, if you uh, you know if you believe in technical analysis and that sort of thing, uh, it has now come back down and tested 14, as you say, um, and that is a bit of a like a technical support level, if you will, um, uh, from the perspective of the rand weakening. So. It would be interesting to see a bit of a consolidation here and then perhaps a movement of, of weakening again. I think if you look at the uh, the overall trend from around April, the RAND has been on a weakening trend and it has had bouts of strength in between there. Um, and if this con- trend continues the way that it is and this, what we've seen now over the last two or three weeks, has been essentially that bout of strength in the bigger trend. Uh, so I expect the RAND to actually reverse from here and probably trade back up to that 15 rand level, uh, 15 rand to the dollar level. Mm, interesting view. Um, let's look at a few shares. Uh, some of the shares that are really performing poorly um, are some of the food producers, uh, Lipstar, Distel, Pioneer Foods, um, all hit new 52-week lows today. Is there something at play here? Um, I think that we just have basically a... Um, you know, it's interesting actually that the food producers um, are under so much pressure. You know, we've seen them under pressure because of uh, sort of, you know, environmental issues and so on, uh, droughts and all that type of thing. So you would expect that they would recover quite nicely now that you've had a lot of rainfall and that. Exactly. Uh, but I don't think that, that, you know, we haven't seen the results yet, if that makes sense. So the market hasn't yet actually been able to quantify uh, the actual financial impact of the change in uh, weather conditions. So we haven't seen that these companies are making bigger profits yet, uh, simply because they haven't had a chance to report um, on the period with the, with the better rainfall as yet. So that is one of the reasons I think that it's been uh, under a little bit of pressure. Um, and, you know, it's it's a very much a sentiment game. You know, once these stocks are out of favor um, and they are locked in a trend, if the market is coming down, then they will you know, under more pressure than what the overall market is. So uh, for now, I think it's just a case of, um, you know, we haven't really actually seen the catalyst yet or seen the indicator yet that, hey, you know, conditions have changed, things are actually going a bit better. Um, And also, you know, they have been, we are technically in a recession. So that's another aspect of of that. And a lot of that recession was, uh, you know, from the technical perspective, was due to food production being down. Um, particularly uh, in sort of the Western Cape area where a lot of the, um, you know, the produce comes from and there hasn't been any rainfall. Yeah. Uh, so that is a large part of, and, you know, we see this reflected in the share prices. So until we actually see uh, the impact of additional rainfall and the, the change in fortunes as far as the weather goes, um, reflected in the earnings of the companies, I don't think that they will change direction. I don't know if you follow Gemfields in, in any uh, detail. Um, they reported interims uh, this morning. And that's, of course, Brian Gilbertson's uh, ex-Genco and Pallinger's uh, new venture. Um, and they are very proud that they made a profit, um, although the share price is down to 33% this year. Uh, do you think it should be on the radar of any uh, investor? Uh, I'll be honest, it's not something that I have been following. So thank you for putting it on my radar. Um, I'll, I'll definitely start having a look at it. I mean, I think that uh, if you look at, um, you know, I like high-risk stuff, <laughs> to tell you the truth. 
Uh, and I think that uh, we are in a situation where, from a macroeconomic perspective, we are, well, I expect to see higher commodity prices uh, continuing as a sort of medium-term trend for the next, you know, six to 36 months, that we will, should continue to see better commodity prices as the U.S. market performs well. Um, so if there's a little, a little, uh, you know, smaller company that you can get exposure to um, for potentially bigger returns. I'll definitely have a look at it. But I haven't had a look at it up to now. I'm sorry. Life Life Healthcare uh, issued a trading statement uh, and it seems as if they expect 8% uh, growth in uh, uh, revenue and 10% in EBITDA, which, um, uh, you know, for SA Inc. stock is uh, probably not bad. Yeah, so actually not too bad. Um, the stock not really trading all that well on the back of it, down around 80 basis points. Um, so it's uh, it's under a bit of pressure, but I think that could be to do with some of uh, what is happening with Netcare as well. Um, we saw Netcare putting out a disappointing set of results, essentially, and get sold off quite aggressively over the last two days. Um, so I think that maybe what we're seeing in life healthcare being negative on the day, um, you know, I think you know, we probably have a situation where results are in line. They're, you know, EBITDA is up around 10%, which is great, but it's not, like, absolutely fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, because the sentiment around the, the area that life healthcare is not able to benefit from, uh, you know, the, the, the decent set of results put out. Yeah, but they could have some uh, unhappy uh, shareholders. The share is down 30% over the last three years. Uh, and uh, but it seems like a solid stock, um, maybe one to to keep on the watch list. Then lastly, um, Elon Musk, uh, the SEC is suing him for oh. fraud, and that is after his infamous tweet that he has secured funding to take Tesla private, uh, which apparently he didn't have. Uh, what did you make? What, what what do you make of this? Yeah. Okay. So that was actually quite a surprise. I watched that. I even watched the press conference that they had um, last night, which was very uh, detailed in terms of uh, you know information. Basically, he put out that tweet saying funding secured at 4:20, uh, considering taking Tesla private, and then fired off a number of tweets after that, sort of reiterating that point and um, and really alluding to the fact that this is a, a serious deal. The share price reacted. It was up something like 6% on the back of that news or on the back of that tweet. And, you know, since then, nothing had materialized. So the share price had drifted back all the way down, um, you know, back to 307 from trading at almost uh, 380, uh, 370, 300, you know, 380 to $307. Last night, when the news came out that they have uh, sued him, um, essentially charged him, the share price dropped in the aftermarket in the U.S., around 11%. Well, it was down as much as 13% at one point. It's down around 11% at the moment, $274. So I don't know. This is this is an interesting situation because now, as far as I understand it's from the, the bit that I've read so far on it, um, you might not be able to act as a director of a listed business while this investigation uh, is taking place. Um, or while this trial takes place, because now he's, it's the onus is now on him to prove that he wasn't actually misleading the market, that he really did have an offer, a firm offer, as he said, uh, for, from a private, you know, individual or from a buyer to take the company private at $420. If he can't do that and he's guilty, um, yeah, well, then Elon Musk is no longer a part of Tesla. You know, um, because how, that is essentially a crime. How long sh- could such a case take to be, uh, you know, finalised? 
I think it could take months. I have to tell you the truth. Um, I think it could take months. There will have to be sort of a, an investigation. Uh, then there's going to be a trial. It'll take a long period of time. And Elon Musk is uh, what they call a whale. So he can afford very good lawyers and they'll afford to drag out court cases for a very long time. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, oh. So I think this is a bit of a saga that we're that we're going to see over the next couple of months. And I think that, you know, a lot of people have had their doubts about Elon Musk. A lot of people are, are zealots of Elon Musk and thinking we do nothing wrong. I think over the next few months is this, uh, essentially this trial that's about to happen uh, drags out. We're going to see, uh, you know, whether or not he's been swimming naked, as we, as they say. Mm. Uh, and we'll see what, what the real story is behind Elon Musk and what the real story is behind Tesla. We're going to find out what this company is worth. Uh, over the next few months, it's, well, uh, I think it's—I don't know—I don't know how to take it. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, uh, another chapter in the chronicles of Elon Musk, uh, but we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Pietri. That was Pietri Rielangais from Herinia Capital. And that's it for this Friday edition of the MoneyWeb Admirer Show from myself, Raik Vanikark, and the MoneyWeb team. Thanks for tuning in. 